Episode 5 Waddle My Beard An invisible one Textbook punch right up the bum Spell it out, idiot One, two, three Nothing but double crystallized weed We Split the scream right in three Nothing's as real as anatomy Being swollen beyond comprehension This poo palace needs immediate extension Whoa, put on the brakes Put them on real hard I'm on the edge of my seat The seat which is watching a tragedy called my life My life in Box Hill My life in the NC My life on a television set made of broken fecal matter After having a renegade Richmond mission In introducing a couple of new winners to the nocturnal village Things were looking okay, just okay. For a brief second, I'd been running errands for an Egyptian guy called Vladimir. Now, this was on top of my day job. My day job being sleeping in, watching TV, doing freelance proto bono security work, test driving stolen trucks, taste testing fish and chip scraps, and avoiding mirrors and hand soaps. Things have been brewing at the NC for quite a while. The new additions, Hemlock Harry and Stutter Rap Sassafras had been seriously, seriously cramping up my style. I'd placed them on a good behaviour bond after I saw them doing push-ups on my bogan mat and dancing to my ghetto blaster while I was chopping up the latest yellow pages with a butter knife and oversized paperclip. They were driving me mad. All while Petal Paradox, Wittishen and Fuzzburn, all them were up to their waists in their normal antics, such as eating my food, watching me videos, stealing me dandruff, and even worse, unintentionally copying me incredible dress code. Now, I know they say impersonation is the best form of flattery, but I was starting to boil over. Boiling out of a large pot into a cauldron full of lard on fire. So, I enter the communal area of the NC. Just to to mind my own business, nothing else going on. Eat some grub, watch some mindless TV. I sit down to eat and the flipping bloody flugging bloody phone rings. I mean... I can't just be left alone, can I? Of course not. Oh, it's anything. But anyway, I was just one of those losers. Shut the hell up. Shut their stupid turnip mouths and go back to dying in that. So I sat there and I was seething. And the phone just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing. And nobody's bloody answering. And then... I'm fed up, so I'll run towards it, and I'm screaming, What is it, you bloody cold-hearted rhino? They initially sounded thrown until I heard a familiar sound, a sort of soft tone at the end of the phone, and he's like, Original? It's Sally from H.E. Browhart in Montalbert. DES Officer Roger Scrutiny mentioned a number of months ago that you were seeking a position in our company. We'd like you to come in for an interview. 
my stomach churned, my heart raced, and for the third time in my life, I was speechless, like a Roman finally ripping the heart out of a peasant slave. I rose up in absolute excitement. The drought was finally over. Life had come full circle and I finally had my chance to become a city man again. I shrieked in absolute terrified joy, crapping my dacks, crapping my slacks in innocent bliss. The interview was the next day. I couldn't contain my joy. Finally, I could make some money, leave this hellhole, give up the listless dream of being a night hawk, wear some awesome power suits and get back in the game. The game of rock and roll, death and sick winning. That night I barely slept. I paced my freezing cellar, cleaning my aging white suit with a wet t-shirt and a copper pen, wondering what, I, what it would be like for a better life, a better chance. I finally fell asleep, happy and excited, while burying a real feeling of terror and the chance I may explode any minute into a thousand pieces. Just said my alarm rang, startling crap out of me as I bolted upright like a sloppy Stasi agent on a steakhouse. I shaved, showered, got dressed, taunted me pathetic housemates as they lay asleep in their own vomit and poopies, hoped in Skeletor and made the short journey to Montalbert. I was back home. A pretty receptionist in a dusty room, smoke-filled officer with the familiar voices of my old colleagues. Roger the MD stepped out of his familiar smile and said, Oh, Reginald, how are you going, mate? How's your beast of a car going, my old mate? I felt right at home. We shot the breeze for a few minutes, uh, instigated some high fives, then drank some ales over a relaxed interview. And he said to me, Reginald, I just want to apologise how you were treated when you got rid of a while ago back, and we think you should come back. A position has opened up as head of accounts and also head of security. We've just a few losers breaking in, so we need your heavy man antics and intimidation to keep them away. If you want to, the job is all yours. There's also an apartment which has opened up in queue near the skinny dog. The job's all yours if you want it, mate. What do you say? Geronimo! I smashed high five 20 times in a row with him and accepted the role. I did a massive burnout as I left there, went up to the Box Hill RSL to down a few schooners, then went back to my rat hole at the nocturnal village. Suddenly it felt very small and crappy, like a fat man in a tiny tin rust lined dunny, like an impoverished farmer on the wrong side of the goiter line. I needed to get out, run like some wind, head for the hillbilly mountains, so to speak. And I'll tell you, that's exactly what I did. This time, I had enough. I chucked my weapons, booze, armor, best suits into a rucksack, spat at my nocturnal village mates, 
weaponized Skeletor and headed home to H.E. Brayhow. As I drove to Mont Montalbert, I started crying. Years of suffering in the NC, doing nothing, being poor, daily piss-up sessions, music performances by our local, local thrash rock band Chaos Face, and urinating down an unofficial sewer. Things were finally going to change. I had a second chance at climbing up Mount Kosciuszko, back to being a winning business champ. As I pulled up at HE Brehout, I could see there was no parks, so I just parked my Skeletor on the nature strip and go and tell the good Roger that I'm in like a slippery convict. My job acceptance was going to be verbal, followed up by high fives. I'd sleep in Skeletor until my old Q apartment was secured and I'd work like a Jerry Gecko day and night, transforming back into a screaming Jack Yuppie Man. Yuppie Man. As I was about to step out of me beast into the manufacturing monolith, something caught my eye. There, on the other side of the street, sat a parking lot. Inside, a couple of figures. I freeze in terror and exhilarated rage. It couldn't, couldn't, like spotting a rare bunny. I yelped and farted in excited anger. It was a man that I'd been hunting for a long time, Pepper Jack, the man who stalked and terrorised me for years. As I was about to get out and attack him, I decided, no, nope, just leave it, leave it, and walk away. This time, Things are going to be different, different. All of a sudden, I noticed the other character in the car, and my body sweated like a rat about to be eaten by Fuzzburn. I couldn't believe it, and I hoped they were about to kill themselves or be hit by artillery. They hadn't seen me, but it was clear that the leader of the Box Hill Preservation Society, Capriccioso Mafia, Pepper Jack, Joan Kerner in the car. Out of my right hand side just behind me, I could see Roger in the rearview mirror stepping out with a bottle of champagne yelling, Reginald, glad you decided to join us mate, come in and celebrate. On my left hand side, the Kingswood full of my most hated people in the entire world slowly pulled away from the curb heading up White Horse Road, past Pizza Hut. Crossroads. Crossroads. What was, it gonna, what was I gonna do? What was it gonna be? I wanted the job. I really did, but revenge, range, and being a road warrior? I couldn't go with this new life. I knew who I was for the first time in my whole life. It was dusk and the Kingswood full of killers heading now past Food Plus into Yuppie territory. It was my job to protect unarmed civilians from them and us. I floored my roaring V8 with muddy nature strip literally covering Roger in his flush suit in a mountain of mud 
Champagne bottles spectacularly falling down and exploding on the ground. Him staggering in the bushes out in front of HE, Brow and disappearing forever. Reaching for my song off, grabbing a tin of Nunawadding Ale, turning the already blasting music up. Wind blowing my long mullet, roaring up Whitehorse Road. I felt alive. I felt complete while I slowly closed in on my next kill. Long live the eternal warrior, the vigilante, the lapsed beachcombing, the midnight medicine man, the bottled typhoon. Let him rip skeletal. My shotguns are going to be hot tonight. Signing out to the next world. Reginald Solomon. The Great White Lamp.